Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. That's Jason Hammer over there. My name is Nigel. We'll go straight to the drivehudler.com hotline and bring on a host, a co-host of The Big Money Show, which just debuted on Fox Business Network yesterday. Taylor Riggs on the hotline. Taylor, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. We are day two of our show and we're just thrilled. Well, let's. I, I want to get to your show, and I definitely want to see how you're feeling about the economy uh, here in 2023. But Hammer, I, I was just, I was, I was in the studio earlier, and I had the show on mute, and I just kind of looked. Uh, were you guys mixing and drinking cocktails on the second day of the show? <laughs> did, did I look at that wrong, or I, I had it on mute, so I couldn't really tell? Okay. So the goal is to make finance fun, right? And everyone thinks inflation is so boring, but we're talking about the price of everything going up, including the price of a mocktail. So if you want to go out and spend on a cocktail, on average, it's like $18. A mocktail is still $12. So it was a great example of inflation is everywhere. You cannot escape it no matter what. People are still paying out the wazoo for for drinks that don't even have any alcohol in them. Is that what the segment was? (laughs) That's unbelievable. (laughs) Wow. Inflation is real. I'm telling you. And long gone are the days of just the seltzer and cranberry. It's uh, all these new craft. And what's crazy is it's all these small business owners, too. They're making all these craft mocktails that you have to pay for it, like everything else in this world. Well, tell us um, tell us about the, the big debut of uh, your show. It's called The Big Money Show, Fox Business on Weekdays. This is day number two, and then we'll get into the uh, more in the economy here in just a minute. Yeah, you know, for me, when I hear big money, I think all of the big Wall Street money, I came from a little bit of that big institutional background of following what everyone on Wall Street was doing. The individual investor can still make money and can still win. So I'm hoping that our show, when we think about the big money, following the money, follow what that big money is doing. And I hope that we can bring our audience some really smart, fun investing advice. And they feel like at the end of that hour, they can walk away learning something a little bit new and also maybe having an, a nice investing idea to, to carry with them. Now, Taylor, before we dive into the market and the economy, taking a look at big picture here, it feels like the story of our national debt and where this country is with that is kind of flying under the radar because we're hearing about you know classified documents, we're hearing about the border, but how much this country is in debt feels like that's a big deal that's not really being talked about enough. Yeah, well said. So, look, we are just hit the debt ceiling this week, but of about $31 trillion. Thankfully, I think the Treasury is going to put in place some, quote, extraordinary measures, which will get us through until about summer. There's some good and some bad news here. From an economic perspective, this is a time when we can really look at spending what $31 trillion means for the economy, for this country. The good news is most analysts and economists I speak to say that there is no way that the U.S. would default on its debt, that it's so irresponsible and really hopeful that we would come to an agreement before that were to happen. From a policy perspective, I think it's important that this is the time for legislatures to 
have a conversation, um, figure out how we think about balancing our, our books. Uh, do we need to rein in spending? What is responsible spending? What does that look like? But you're right that it becomes sort of this big, complicated, and in a way, boring topic. But there are huge ramifications. I mean, long term, if you think about there was a Penn Wharton study that said by 2050, you could have 225% debt to GDP. If we were to wow. get there long term, that's not good. It just means that you have to print more money, which causes more inflation, which devalues your currency. So I think big picture long term, now is the time that we really need to start talking and tackling these issues to make sure we don't get to that place 30 years from now. Well, speaking with the Taylor Riggs, co-host of The Big Money Show, Fox uh, Business. So what what are the big money guys saying? What are the big banks saying? Like what's more of a what's more of a um a concern? Is it in, is it inflation or is it recession at this point? Mm. Good question. So a few weeks ago I spoke with the president of the New York Federal Reserve, John Williams. What is fascinating is inflation is the number one priority. I'm not sure he even mentioned the word recession. They are so focused on bringing down inflation because you can't have a strong, healthy, functioning economy if you don't have prices under control. So clearly inflation will be the priority. The problem is it comes at the expense of the economy. So if you want to bring down inflation, you are purposefully cooling the economy, which might push us into a recession. So all the big economists on the street are certainly forecasting. Maybe the word I hear right now is mild recession. Hmm. So I certainly have been so scarred from 2008. It would look nothing like 2008. I was going to say, are we at that level yet? No, not a chance. When you think about leverage in the system, debt levels on the consumer's balance sheet, debt levels on corporate balance sheets, we are nowhere near there. So the good news is recessions are, unfortunately, a healthy, normal part of a business cycle. You need them every few years as a reset. It's so funny. Like with the economy and finance, I swear up is down, down is up. I I could have sworn I heard the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, the other day said, basically said, I'm paraphrasing, we need more unemployment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm scratching my head because I like that these numbers come out. And I'm like, oh, good. People are back to work. But that's, you know, we're not going to see a fall in the interest rates, right, until we see a little bit more unemployment. You're spot on. So you need higher unemployment, that's cool crazy. spending to lower inflation. So the Federal Reserve has said that they would tolerate a little bit of an uptick in the unemployment rate, because frankly, that is the only way to start cooling off this economy. Remember, this economy was way overheated. You had massive fiscal stimulus. You had massive monetary stimulus from the Federal Reserve. So we're now just trying to rein all of that in. Taylor Riggs, our guest from Fox Business. Taylor, I'm old enough to remember when I was told this was going to be transitory, this was going to be temporary, (laughs) everybody just relax, we'll have just a little bit of inflation, like diet inflation, and then everything's going to be fine. Uh, You mentioned the word forecast earlier, and I think anytime people talk with money and you're talking about the economy, that's the key word here, forecast. How long do you think we're going to be in this situation of high inflation? Can you give me a guess? 
Great question. And the tricky part is, if you think about sort of the headline inflation numbers that we got that peaked at 9%, getting them down from 9 to 5% wasn't that hard. The problem is pulling that down from 5% to 2%, which is really the target of what you want in a healthy economy. So the thing I think that keeps me up at night is not pulling inflation down. It's how long it's going to take. And do we get stuck at 3% inflation? Do we get stuck at 4% inflation or can we really bring it back down to two? And what is the pain that it's going to take to get us down to 2%? So when you think about the forecast, that is what is on economists' mind. We know we can get inflation down, but how far and how fast? And frankly, we haven't really done this since the 70s or the 80s. So we're in a little bit of a brave new world here. So, Taylor, I don't know if you've seen the original Top Gun movie, 1986, Tom Cruise. There's a scene in this movie where one of the (laughs) flight commanders is angry and he's yelling, I want some butts. So with that being said, who do we blame for all of this? How did we get in this situation? If we want some butts, who do we yell at for all of this? I need to go back and rewatch that. <laughs> You're making it sound so fun. Although I saw the remake, it was good. Uh, I loved yes, it. yes, loved it. But to your question, I think there was a host of things. Some of it was supply chain issues. When China shut down, they shut down manufacturing. They shut down their ports. We couldn't get anything. Remember, we were trying to buy a package on Amazon, and it was gone for three weeks. It just wouldn't show up. So prices were increased in part because of massive supply chain issues. Part of those are starting to ease. So supply chain is looking a little bit healthier. But you can also blame, frankly, a lot of the fiscal stimulus. I would argue a lot of that stimulus from um, the, the, the Senate, the, the Congress, the executive branch was needed when times were really hard. But then we got a lot of extra trillion dollars. It's so stimulative for this economy and drives inflation. And then you also had monetary uh, stimulus, which comes from the Federal Reserve. I think a lot of economists would argue they kept interest rates at zero for way too long. They were denying inflation. They said it was transitory. When you and I went to the grocery store, and we knew for a fact that this inflation was not coming down anytime soon. So I really feel like it was a combination of all of these things that went wrong at the same time. And we were just all too slow to rein in the money. Once you spend it, it's hard to rein it back in. The new show, The Big Money Show, Fox News, Taylor Riggs is co-host. I I say, here's what I say, because I know you guys are like the new kids on the block there, but you need Mm -hmm. to make your mark. You need to come in strong. You need to go, you know, sneak into Gutfeld's office and and hide all his alcohol. You need to go into, you know, sneak into Jesse Waters' office and TP his his desk or something like that, just to make it known that you're you're not taking any crap. Right. Announce your presence with authority. Yes. Okay, I'm going to make a name for myself by throwing toilet paper in everyone's office. Great suggestion. <laughs> you know what? Would you say it out loud? Maybe it wasn't right, so bad great. Bad idea. Bad idea. Uh, the Big Money Show, Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock on Fox Business. Taylor Riggs. Taylor, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. We're coming right back.